Okay, gotta get ready for the show this week. Uh, what are we watching again? Oh, Point Break. I love Point Break. Welcome. Voice activation required. Wait, I need an access code to get in this week? That's weird, but okay. Point Break. Access denied. Uh, Point Break starring Keanu Reeves. Access denied. Starring Patrick Swayze. Access denied. Starring Gary Busey. Access denied. Gary Busey. Access denied. Oh, damn this podcast. Point Break 2015. Welcome, Point Break. <laughs> and welcome to this week's edition of the I'd Like a Refund podcast. Of course, I am Ryan, one of your hosts. Joining me as always, Joel's here this week. Joel, what's going on? Hold on. Sorry. I'm trying to get my hearing back. I <laughs> you just yelled at me. Um, sounds I'm like doing a, all right. Sounds like a personal problem. Sorry. It just sounded like Cameron right there. I'm doing all right, guys. I'm doing okay. <laughs> Is Cameron doing all right as well? No, Cameron, I'm, so, right? I'm so chill today, man. I'm so excited. That's fantastic. Well, he's out here vibing. Yeah, we're all just out here uh, vibing. I'm so good. Well, this is a special <laughs> occasion that we have coming up here on this episode. Uh, I asked Utah to get me two guests this week. So joining us, of course, our friends from the Celluloid Jam podcast. We have Casey and Zach. How are we doing over there, folks? Doing tip top. Tip top right now. Tip top. <laughs> Young, dumb, and... <laughs> Yeah, you can say it. You can say it. Say it. Yes. You can do it. Say it. Let's all say it together. Well, only three. Of, only three of us know what it, what we're gonna say. So let's just. That's do even it. better. Yeah. All right. Yep. We're gonna say it. <laughs> Camera. <gonna> oh man. Well, that is a great. Let's. Quote. Say, are we not gonna say it now? No, you. Let, no. You let's bit, say it. This is like questions. some weird. I'm not gonna like get this as evidence one day. Whenever I like have a job. No, we'll cut. We'll cut it's all right. We'll cut this out. We're not going to cut this out. Oh, but this is so funny. Um. Uh, it's a great line. Uh, you know what doesn't have a lot of great lines? Point Break 2015. Oh. And that is the movie that we are going to be discussing on today's episode of the show. But before we get started, Joel always has something fun to kick us off here. Joel, why don't you got, uh, what do you got for us this time around? Why don't you got, why don't you, you got, got something? Why don't uh, you got something? This one's less of a hypothetical and more of a just like trying to get to know each other a little bit. Do any of you do any sort of like extreme sports? And if even maybe not that extreme, you know, like even if you just like like hiking and stuff like that, like what do we all do? I feel like I don't really know that side of any of you guys. So I'm going to start with Cameron today. Oh, man. Dude. Our guests come on the I... show and you don't even start with them. Yeah, because well, it gives them more time to think. I don't want to I don't want to just like yeah. throw it at them. Right right there. So we're going to have to so yeah. spend 10 minutes waiting for Cameron to <laughs> wait, answer wait for instead. Say, uh, <laughs> I built a PC one time. So as far as like him extreme, and Henry Cavill extreme sports go, I would have to say bowling would be like my, oh, right. my big oh, extreme. Yeah. Um, my I mean, dad's going to love that. I am extremely good he said i am bowling. bowling he is pretty good he has his own like i saw cameron bowl once he has his own ball in a bag with a i think you had a glove too two right cameron yeah a glove uh you have two guard. balls i do have two balls <laughs> nice uh, in my bowling bag um i have a wrist guard i have my own shoes i have i've thrown a 300 before so Ooh, nice is that is term, impressive is the term thrown a 300 mm. or bowled a 300 uh right 
well wrong. the vernacular is know. kind of lackadaisical in the bowling community we we, we can say throw <laughs> you know i threw uh yeah it's through bold no actually it's through oh, the, okay. the the normies they're the one who say bold that's why i asked they didn't want to get uh labeled as a normie well um, too late. <laughs> did you do a pete weber celebration after you i actually 300? hate pete weber he's like, wow me too, me wow. too. <laughs> other than who do you asshole. think you are i am he is such a jerk yeah, but that's all he, we I need watched to know them. about him. I I was watch I was watching that match happen. I'm such a loser. I was watching that match happen on the television as it happened live. And when he did that, because he the entire time he was he was blaming every bad shot on that guy. It was ridiculous. I do not like uh, Pete Weber at all. He's actually my he's my least favorite bowler. One hundred percent. Like you open <laughs> your bowling, you when you bowl, open your bowling trading cards and you get Pete Weber, you try to trade it for whatever I you can it. get. No, that way no, <laughs> no one gets gets it. Uh, <laughs> um, Joel, who's going next? Uh, okay, let's go into our guests now. I'm going to go to Casey first. Yeah, I don't think I do anything that extreme, uh, but I am from Montana, so pretty outdoorsy, like hiking, paddleboarding kayaking hey there you go rafting i've been rafting a while but i like it a lot that's kind of extreme i'm yeah, not like extreme that. here's 10 things i yeah. do that are pretty extreme though <laughs> well like i don't like anything really scary like snowboarding i did that once and i spent all day just falling down the bunny hill uh there's like a conveyor belt that would take us to the top of the bunny hill i fell off the conveyor belt oh, no balance isn't my thing yeah it's under yeah balance is hard it's hard to do that Zach, what about you? Um, I'm a very mellow, mellow individual. Um, I, I like a good hike every now and then. No, it's relaxing. I don't do a lot of extreme sports. I think the closest that would ever come to me would be ice skating. I tried to go ice skating one time. And although I never like fell flat on my face, I didn't move a lot. So I would just stay stationary <laughs> at all times and just try to move a couple inches. And I, I look like, it. you know, the way like a rag doll, like Woody the doll would look uh -huh. if he's like trying to, when he's trying to run and his arms just like go <laughs> side to side. That's what it looked like. I love like going to ice skating rinks and they rent out those things that look like sea lions or like penguins sometimes. And they're just like these like little handlebars that you can kind of push around if you're not comfortable ice skating. I love those things. You could sit on them and be pushed around. It's a good time. Ryan, how extreme are you? Do you guys remember tech decks? Yeah. So tech decks, yeah. if you don't know what they are, they're the little <laughs> skateboards you can use with your fingers and do tricks with them. Yeah. Those are pretty fun. I would I was pretty good at that. I remember in you school. You were an extreme tech decker. Yeah, exactly. I yeah. was like, man, I'm so athletic. Look what I can do with my fingers. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I couldn't do it. So that's yeah, pretty we, cool, right? Yeah. Okay. Your sport is entirely just using your hands and fingers. So what are you talking about over there? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Exactly, that's exactly. Yeah, quiet down over there. What are there. you talking about? I used my entire arm. I used my entire arm. Well, for tech my tech? arm got yeah. really bit. Like, that's the thing about bowlers. It's called bowler arm, where one arm is just completely lopsided, you know, because I'm throwing a 16-pound ball. Dude, you know, if you wore a hat, times. I could call you bowler hat guy. Ooh, no, that's sick. copyrighted. You can't use that. Damn it. I, I was going to say that's a sick, um, it's a sick character right there because, like, he looked sick. Solid reference. He's more of a gooby at this point. So <laughs> and um, that's not copyrighted. No, it is, but we'll take the hit for the good joke. I'm fine with it. 
I would watch As Joel an said, all. He faked, you know, practice. You practice that laugh for that joke, uh, Joel. Yeah, I practice laughing for that joke. Yeah. Yeah. If you guys I'm haven't good. checked the audience, if you haven't checked out the video that it's up on our Instagram and our YouTube, subscribe to us on YouTube now. And check out uh, tech, check out tech tech videos on YouTube. Let well. Zach talk. He's been trying to talk for the last five minutes. I would Zach, lo- I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of tech decks, I would all watch right. an all tech deck remake remake of Point Break if I could. You think in that in in that movie they'll actually surf a lot in it, which is the whole point of the movie being called Point Break. Do you think they would do that? <laughs> we have yeah, like you you could like film just like little fingers that are on surfboards on a wave with like a face on the fingers, like not even like a head, just put faces right here. Well, <laughs> that's what bothers me is we have a Lego movie, we have a mobile movie, emojis. It's Playmobil yeah. movie. Playmobil, whatever. <laughs> That's what, how rememberable it is. Rememberable. Rememberable. rememberable Jesus Christ. Um, I did do a little bit drinking before this episode because we you did do a little bit drinking. I said a little bit of drinking. Jeez, can you please stop mocking me? Ah, my bad. Where I'll have you take... been these last like twenty weeks? <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm saying now is when I want you to stop. I've been putting up with it for the past. Wait, hold weeks. on, Zach. Hold on. Sorry. What are you wearing? That's very inappropriate question. Wait, what? Khakis? Oh, it's a it's a Lotaria Star Wars shirt. I have a Lotaria Coco shirt. (laughs) (laughs) He was debating like which one should I buy, the Star Wars one or the Coco one? Look at that Hispanics unite, Cameron. (laughs) Let's go. Let's go. I love how Darth Maul is El Diablo right here in the middle. (laughs) As soon as I opened it, it was like a, a birthday present, and my I opened it and I looked at my sister. And we both went, Escalera! Oh, like that was mine. Fuck yeah! <laughs> Speaking <laughs> of that, ha- happy birthday both to Cameron and Joel. Yes, guys, happy you, belated. That's crazy. You guys are born like within a day of each other, yeah. or well, I guess the year or day. I don't know what year you all were born. I was, born, was, I was only born four years, me. four years sooner than Cameron. Yeah, a lot. lot or no, three years, three years. I'm 24 now. Yeah, I'm 27. So what? Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> You're yeah. very youthful, Joelle. Thank you. Thank you. I get that a lot. And when I shave and don't have long hair, I look very youthful. But now I just look like a homeless person. <laughs> did we want to? Did, did we want to talk about how old Ryan is or no? No. Okay. Oh, Ryan. Every every day. Yeah. I don't want to talk about that. Well, we'll talk. I want about Joel to answer October. his own question. That's what I want. I want him to answer his question. Oh, I didn't answer the question, did I? Yeah, I was gonna make sure you answered. <laughs> um, I do. I do a lot of uh, hiking, like like summiting. I like to climb mountains. I was supposed to climb mountains. And then you, you and then you jump off. Didn't get the permit. Cries um scuba diving i haven't done it in a while but scuba diving i have my permit for scuba diving and then i'm kind of dabbling into rock climbing now but that's kind of something you can't really do on your own so did you just pick this question so you could try and flex on everybody no i asked because <laughs> yeah, it was a good question <laughs> i actually oh, it was a good question that i came up with <laughs> i knew that casey was gonna have good answers that's why she was like well i'm not very extreme i was like what are you talking about and then she's like i go kayaking and i'm in the map i was like your picture that's on, on the instagram post is you in the mountains hiking like don't lie to me here that actually wasn't hiking that's um i don't know if you've ever been to the aerial tram at, in, in palm, palm springs, springs. I yeah have. i've done that yeah, it takes you up to the top, and it was like 80 degrees down at the base, and it yeah. was snowing up top. It's crazy. So cool. I, nice. I the day that I went and did that, it was like 95 degrees. It was it was ridiculous. Like we didn't get any snow on the peak. Even on the peak, mm-hmm. it was probably like 75. Like 
That's a fun time though. It was one of the last things I did before the pandemic. Damn. One of the last things I did before the pandemic was see the hunt. And that was a waste of the last thing I did before the pandemic. <laughs> Would you have rather seen Point Break 2015? No. No, okay. I can't imagine anyone would want to do that. Um, Casey, you are the person, I, correct me if I'm wrong, you picked Point Break. We're not going to call it 2015 anymore. We're just going to call it Point Break. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we'll, okay. We'll clarify when we need to. We should call I'm... it by the Roman numeral of 2015. No. So Point Break MX, X, I, are you? Did you look this up? For this no. bit, or are you just rattling these off on your in your head right now? Is I that what you're doing? Numerals. He was, he was going. He was going through it. Yeah. I got a joke. All right, get ready oh, for jokes. it. <clears throat> more like, ready. more like point broken. Ah. Right? Uh, like their careers, the actors in the movies, uh, <laughs> all these people I've never heard of. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh! I've never heard of Ray Winstone. Yeah, this is our back-to-back weeks. We have Ray Winstone in our movie. What are you talking about? The only, yeah, that is true. I did think about that. <laughs> But the only person that I saw in this that I was like, oh, I know who you are is Max Terrio. You don't know you don't know Edgar Ramirez? No. Who's Max Terrio? Yeah, I don't know who that is either. He was the guy who dies at the very beginning. Oh Man, yeah, we're, I know we're getting him right from uh, Bates Motel. <laughs> Luke Bracey, the star who plays the new Johnny Utah, was in one of my least favorite films of 2020. Holiday. Yeah, holiday. See, I, I know he's I in that. Is he the is he the male lead? Yeah, yeah, yes. he's the male lead in that. Oh, that movie's awful. I forgot about that. He looks like a really bad Sean Bean. Like the whole mm. time I kept seeing his face, I was like, "That's just Sean Bean, like 20, 30 years younger than he is now." He kind of reminds me much of... less talent. Joel, you looked at this movie because I had my eyes closed the whole time. <laughs> this... <laughs> I was like, "Oh yeah, this is a sleeper." Anyway, I did pick. Point break. This is so, my selection. And why exactly would you subject all of us to this? What's <laughs> what's your history with Point Break? So the original Point Break is one of my favorite movies of all time. Yeah. I I love movies that are kind of dumb, kind of fun. This is super campy, and it was directed by a woman, Catherine Bigelow. I, exactly. She. You know, I feel like men get to make like really dumb movies all the time. Um, but you don't get a lot of dumb action thrillers from women. And then you have this one. And then this is not just from any woman, but from the woman who would go on to become the first woman to win Best Director. Mm -hmm. I think that's amazing. It's but even outside of that, this movie is just, the original is just incredible. You know, there's all these really memorable lines, mm -hmm. um, just interesting, an interesting plot, really fun character relationships. Um, so when the remake came out, I was like, well, first, first of all, this is unnecessary. But, you know, the plot sounds kind of cool. Like these guys have to complete these eight extreme sports situations. That sounds interesting, but it's just completely lifeless. There's nothing interesting about any of the characters. It's just a it's just a bad movie. And I would not only like a refund, I would like this to be unmade somehow. It's like so, Ryan, you've seen the original, right? Oh, and yeah, Cameron, absolutely. you said you hadn't. Correct. I have not seen the original. Okay. I tried to watch both. I did not have a lot of time this week with other, everything going on. I watched the one we needed to watch for this, and I have about 45 minutes left in the original. Mm -hmm. And I can say right away, Casey, you like nailed it on the head. 30 minutes into the original one, I cared way more about these people than I do in the remake. It's just, it's so lifeless. That's like the perfect way to put it. 
by the end of the movie, I was like, I didn't care about any of those people. Whereas I'm sitting here like waiting for us to finish this so I can finish the original one because like I'm invested in that one, you know? And it doesn't even like feel like super campy to me. Like it, it, it feels like that era. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, 19, like, 1991. Absolutely. Yeah. And yeah. it's like, I really am excited to finish this one because I'm like, I'm enjoying this. And we'll obviously get into the details between the two as we go along. But there's just so much with this original one. And I haven't even finished it yet. That just completely outshines the new one. I don't even think they're really that comparable. Like, Zach, you've seen both of them. Do you think like these movies, like outside of the lead actors names and like very like maybe just the general premise in, in like an overarching sense are these even like similar movies at all because i don't see it that way i guess whenever you just tear down everything and look at the plot bare bones mm. about a cop going undercover and trying to infiltrate a group of criminal criminals e- who... eco terrorists i think is what they called themselves or something like yes that. and they're just they're into really extreme sports that was like eco terrorists yeah they that's called what, it because that's what that's, they were that's what they were labeled as <laughs> yeah what they the saw themselves as eco activists well i don't care what they saw themselves as well ryan they're all dead i don't care well okay spoiler alert <laughs> Well, they're all dead to us. They're dead to yeah. us. Yeah. 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 Um, but soon. I just don't think. Bye, con Dios. I just don't think that like you can compare them. Whenever one is just so, like every single character in the original is charismatic, and all everybody in the new one just feels so bland and sandpapery in comparison. And they nerfed like so many of these characters in the sequel, especially Pappas. Like. Like, oh my goodness every like Dude. you guys don't like joel you're i know oh you're just gosh. into it you like you're just understanding how iconic gary Busey is as pappas in that movie Dude, I, that was my biggest takeaway from this was like after i'm watching this first one again i'm i have 45 minutes left and i'm still like pappas is so much better of a character in the original he's actually a character the he's a real one, character he's just nothing yeah. he's just nothing there you know well, he's like he's just like mac nothing. you know but <laughs> <It's> just <laughs> like, everyone is nothing this movie uh, yeah. No, Gary Busey uh, just absolutely destroyed it yeah, as he's Pappas. Incredible. He's so good. Who's Pappas? Is he the head cop? He's, yeah, he's the, the he's Ray Winstone in the remake. He's not the FBI director. Movie. He in the remake, he's the UK oh, agent. Oh, 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 okay, yeah. 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 But it's com- it's a completely different backstory in the original one. Mm-hmm. He, yeah, I was gonna say with the introduction of Pappas in the remake versus in the original, like in the remake they just like talk about him and say like oh yeah he's an acquired taste yeah and then ray winstone shows up completely unceremoniously and doesn't even say anything that interesting he's not an acquired taste he's he's very boring i guess being boring is an acquired taste yeah i was someone like rough and rowdy yeah meanwhile in the original you're introduced to gary Busey's pappas by he's blindfolded by a pool about to jump in and get a brick as some sort of fitness test he's complaining about it he's complaining about his new like uh partner who's fresh out of fbi academy to keanu reeves's face because of course gary Busey's blindfolded doesn't know what's going on it's just very interesting it's it's a very interesting yeah. introduction and then he like jumps into the pool like a crazy person like sideways yeah <laughs> i was like oh gary Busey's acting kind of normal and then he like jumped into the pool i was like oh no he's not it there's so many issues that we're going to bring up with Mm -hmm. the contrast between the two films but before we dive a little deeper we're going to throw it to our synopsis we're going to give everybody a quick rundown Mm -hmm. of what really goes on in this movie and we'll be right back 
After the tragic death of his friend in a motorbiking accident, former extreme sports YouTube star Johnny Utah Brigham has spent the last seven years working to become an FBI agent. And the case he takes on involves an extremist, Bodhi, who is looking to complete the Ozaki 8 and steal cash and expensive goods to help liberate the world. Utah goes undercover within Bodhi's crew in order to find out why he is doing all of this and put his crimes to a stop. So, Casey, I know you picked this movie, but I have to ask you, did you have the pleasure of seeing this in theaters when it came out? I did not see this in theaters. Oh, lucky. Did anybody see that? I know the three of us didn't see it. Zach, did you see it in theaters? I did not. I was too busy watching The Hateful Eight. Oh, yes. Good, good call. Uh, this movie actually came out the same weekend as Star Wars The Force Awakens. Christmas 2015. As oh, well this is a as the Christmas movie. Yeah. Yep. It is we can ask for eons now. It's point breaker Christmas movie. Maybe this oh, is why man. I didn't know this movie existed. Just because... Oh man. I mean, whenever this came out, you had like so many movies in theaters. You had yeah. The Force Awakens, Daddy's Home, David O. Russell's Joy. I will say this 2015 has been my favorite year of movies that I have ever existed. You are, you're, oh, the, you're, you're such, like, okay, you're I won't say ever existed. I won't say ever exist, but like in my time of like seeing movies, the year that stands out to me was 2015 because I cannot think of a movie I saw in 2015 where I was like, that was like there were so many so there's so many spectacular movies that year that's a good year yeah when you exclude point break and just like look at some of the heavy hitters there are a lot of good 2015 a movies lot of good ones like inside out mad max fury road spotlight out that year mm-hmm. that is a good year yeah um, i love 2004 big 2004 fan see oh. i was seven so i wasn't really you know a big you, you can't deny Spider-Man 2, Shrek 2, Mean Girls, The Incredibles. That was, yeah, Cameron, yeah, you're wrong. Zach just said you were wrong, basically. <laughs> I said that, like, I could go to the theater. No, you were wrong. You Sorry. couldn't go to movie theaters just, in 2004? Yeah, just I getting... wasn't allowed, you know, the first movie I was ever allowed to go by myself was um, Diary of a Wimpy Kid. Uh, <laughs> you, sounds... Is it because you were in it? <laughs> Mom, can I see this movie they made about me? <laughs> this is such a roast. Jeez. Uh, yeah, well, this is just that's how all it is. Yeah. I'm used to it by now. This I'm is like, what happens when the movies that we have to talk about are movies we don't want to talk about. We just we go just off on roast massive And here's tangents. the thing. I've got really thin... Uh, really... <laughs> I have really thin skin. I have really thick skin, so I can take it. And then once we're done, I just cry myself to sleep. It's like, um, it's like time activated, right? Like my th- my skin, my thin. Your skin. skin. Are you okay? Maybe you should take a break. Yeah, are you all right, <laughs> Cameron? It's okay. You know, we'll just you know tomorrow. I'll take some time out of my day. We'll go bowling. It'll be there we go. it'll be a nice outing. It's a big confident, my, confident boost. I get my second shot tomorrow. So, ooh. I think I you've know. had you've definitely had more than more than two shots already tonight. So, oh. yeah. But um, sh- <laughs> the jokes just keep piling really in. Really rough. That was really <laughs> rough. You know what could have used some more jokes is uh, Point Break 2015. Can we keep calling it Point Break 2015? Please? If you really want yeah, to, that's yeah. fine. Yeah, <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> um, I don't want to sully the name of the original Point Break. <laughs> really, we should inter- just spell it out. So. When I was watching POIT space, you already spelled it wrong. Oh man. Point, point. Wait, what He's like, point, boy. Oh, I want to talk about. 
we talked about it coming out on December 25th uh 2015 oh that's christmas that's it is christmas we should do that every year um what's interesting to me is that why did they choose that date for this movie i don't get it like i don't like this is not good where no matter where you put it it's not going to be successful but choosing to have it drop then i don't get it because did you guys do you guys know the budget for this film because yeah. I this floored me when I looked least it up. Five dollars. Oh, yeah, hundred hundred million dollars. Hundred and five million dollar budget. No. So Ooh. there's a little background behind this. You can if there's one thing that maybe is decent in this film, it's the set pieces. It's because they actually go on location for almost the entire film. Um, mm. They went. They it took over a year to make this because they're just traveling from country to country for all of these shots that don't matter. Um, What's so the budget is clearly just like travel, lodging, and then just bring all of your equipment, lugging it everywhere. So clearly, a lot of money is invested in this film. So if you're Warner Brothers and you know that, you know, December's kind of a dumping ground, like a dumping ground for bad action movies and awards season. So why why would you put this there, especially with Force Awakens coming out? at that same time, which was one of the most anticipated films in recent memory. Casey, why do you think Warner Brothers made this choice? Oof, why why does Warner Brothers make any choices? That's a great um, question. <laughs> they, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if they were trying to bury it. Like that's what, this that's is what a, I think, yeah. This is a remake of a cult classic uh, that has a lot of fans and they just didn't, you know, they just, uh, it just didn't work out the way they probably wanted to. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised if they were just trying to bury it. That's the only explanation I can come up with, honestly. Like, it could also be the opposite, that they had such hubris that they were like, no, Point Break is the movie that we'll release that weekend that will be able to stand up against The Force Awakens. But I don't know. Nobody, <laughs> nobody was going to tango, really, with Force Awakens. I think, like... What was it like? I think one of the Alvin and the Chipmunk movies also came out that day. And the, yeah. studio, the studio's message Road that chip. was like, if anybody wants to bring their kid to Star Wars and they sell out, they're going to take them to go see our movie. And that's like, I was like, I mean, that, yeah, that makes sense, I guess. I don't, the audience for Point Break, I, that, it's not the same audience. Uh, especially with the fact that the original Point Break, and I wanted to bring this up, was an R-rated movie. And this is a PG-13 movie. Um, and Hang on, shows. Ryan. Yeah, I think I think I just I think you just cracked the code here. Yeah. Um, this movie being rated PG thirteen, mm-hmm. this movie also feels a lot like something a high school bro would just absolutely love. And if you're a high school bro and you're like, oh, Star Wars is for nerds. I'm not going to go watch <laughs> Star Wars. What else? Oh shoot, they're jumping out of a plane. Oh, and they're surfing. I think they're going to go to Point Break. They're like, Cameron's seeing Star Wars? I'm going to go see Point Break instead. (laughs) (laughs) But I bet that could have been one of the decisions on why Warner Brothers decided to coincide it with Star Wars. It could be. Like, there's some some sad kid. I don't like Star Wars for the record. (laughs) (laughs) 20 minutes later. (laughs) It's like, how Uh, do I... I say I think they suck. I have a question for Zach Casey and Ryan. I so for me, 
What? Cameron made a face just like, oh, okay, I'll just say this <laughs> <laughs> um, So having seen the original and all of you being fans of the original, was there any point in ah, the entire it. lifespan of this movie, pre-production, trailer, you know, any of that stuff before up until release or you finally seeing it, that you were excited or at least intrigued because of the fact that it was remake? Because I know there's some times where like, a remake comes along and I'm talking specifically remakes, not like a second, you know, not like a sequel or like a new installment, specifically a remake. There are times where one comes out, like let's say Lion King, where people are like, well, you know what? This is at least going to be something different. I am interested to see this. You're just trying to, you're just trying to trigger me with the Lion King remake. Yeah. (laughs) But there's also those times where it's like, Oh no, this is a remake that just doesn't need to be made at all. I have no interest in this at all. Like which, which side were you on there? And I'll let whoever wants to take this first, go right ahead. Uh, yeah, when the re well, when the remake came out, you know, I didn't, I don't, I feel like I just wasn't even like super aware of it. It, I don't think I was really aware of it until I read a, a review of it. Like it had already come out and it the, was, you know, getting panned. The trailer right. just came out of nowhere. Like it wasn't a movie that was really talked about. It was just, Hey, here's a trailer. Oh, what's this movie? Point break. Is it related to the other one? Yes and no. <laughs> it's like basically what, so yeah, it's like, it's. This was not a talked about movie. Even people that are fans of the original didn't even really know that this was coming. And, you know, that was yeah. lucky for them. They didn't know until they actually saw it. I don't know even if many Point Break fans saw this movie. My dad knew about this movie because when I said, because they asked me every week, they say, what movie do you have to watch? And I said, the Point Break remake. And he was like, oh, I never saw it, but I wanted to. Oh. <laughs> and you- did he watch it? Yeah. He watched What's it with you. He loved it, didn't he? No, see, this is what he said. He's like, well, the stunts were cool. That's <laughs> fair. Yeah. That was his yeah, video. that's absolutely fair. Yeah. If there is anything good to be said yeah. about this movie, it's the stunt work. Yeah, yeah. because it doesn't yeah. involve any of the actors or the writers. So Yeah, and <laughs> I mean, yeah, the stunts are cool, but I think, I don't mean to interrupt your question, Ryan, but for me, that was the thing is like, yeah, the stunts were cool, but if I wanted to watch stunts, I go on YouTube and watch those. For- yeah, you can go watch X, X Extreme X Sports. No, you can watch Extreme Sports athlete Johnny Utah Brigham. You could go watch his YouTube videos. <laughs> oh, <laughs> quick aside. Yeah. I, one of the things I love about the first na- first movie is that this guy's name is just Johnny, Johnny Utah. Utah. Yeah. And no explanation, nothing. That is his name. And then in the remake, they, they write it off. They say his real last name is Brigham and that Utah is just his YouTube name. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'm like, okay, I hate that. But that- also at least it's an explanation. And then he says that his mother, and then he says the reason they called him Utah was because his mother was a Native American from the Ute tribe. I don't, and I don't know how, I don't know how I feel about that either. That, uh, that feels problematic. Why are you, you saying that Johnny Utah? Are you saying that Johnny Utah isn't passing for at least half Native American? That's why he has all those like tribal tattoos that don't make any sense all yeah. over his body. Like, see, Which one was Johnny Utah? The blonde one. Oh my one. God. The, the blonde character. one, Cameron. That's so sad that this movie makes you forget which character is named Johnny Utah. <laughs> yeah. It's actually I mean, it's actually funny because like you like getting the confused. It makes sense because in the this threw me off when I like first saw the trailer because in the original 
uh, Bodhi has long blonde hair and Utah has short black hair and they flipped it in this one. And just like, I don't, why? I don't understand. I, cause I just, I saw like the letterbox poster and Mm. that's all I knew about point break. Uh, the original Mm -hmm. one, not point break 2015. Um, and so I was watching this one. I was like, oh, long or, you know, yeah. Blonde hair. He must be Patrick Swayze's character. You would have thought. And so I, I don't know. And, but the thing is, is the characters, I don't know any of their names uh, because they, no one mattered at all. I knew that there was a guy and another guy and a couple more. And then there was a girl. And then that was the characters. Oh, if you want to talk about a movie that does not treat women well <laughs> this is like if michael bay like, i'm pretty sure michael bay was involved in the boat scenes based I, on how they were shooting it so i actually went to the imdb to see if he was involved in any way because literally the instant the first shot showed up on the screen i said what the hell is this color grade yeah. why is the whole scene green the whole movie is so green yeah like why does it look like this and i instantly went and checked i was like did michael bay like produce this or like what's going on here nothing no. It's an ugly movie, especially yeah. at the beginning. It, it's, yes. it's interesting because the shots, some of the shots are beautiful. Like when they are doing the stunt work, those yeah. are really interesting shots in beautiful locations. And that is one, like I can give the movie credit where credit is due. They, I love a movie that's on location and they get beautiful locations. But yeah, and then they color grade it super green and like up the contrast so people just look terrible. Like yeah. it's not even flattering. Um, and I don't know what the deal with that is because the director is a cinematographer. A cinematographer. Yeah. He also shot the movie. He shot the movie and directed he the did. movie. And I, I don't know if he's directed other stuff, but I do know he's like primarily a cinematographer. So, yeah, so cinematography is definitely his his tool to trade. His other directing credits, wait, there's only two other ones. 2006, he directed the film Invincible with Mark Wahlberg. That's the one about- oh. uh, um, one, the Philadelphia yeah, Eagles. about Vince Papelli. Oh, yeah, man, Ooh. what a movie! Ooh. Do you actually like that movie? Yeah, it's Invincible. Come on, dude. <laughs> um, I don't know. It's Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> He's a random dude who ends up playing on the Philadelphia Eagles. It's awesome. I mean, yeah, sure. Uh, My dad loves that movie. Yeah, it's fine. It it's such a it dad is. movie, man. It is a it's, dad movie. That's true. It's like that and the greatest game ever played. Oh man, I love those. Ooh, those uh, that's that's a, a good. Movie. I do. I do like the greatest game ever. Yeah, played. that's a good one. Um, his other directing credit is actually recent. Uh, when Disney Plus launched one of their original films that launched with this with the uh, with the service was called Togo, starring Willem Dafoe. Oh, the sandwich oh, documentary. No, it's wrong. The, oh, the dog. No, it's the one that came out at the same time as Call of the Wild. Yeah, but everybody was movie, confused. Yeah. <laughs> he said it's the one that wasn't Call of the Wild. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's true. I, I don't know anyone that saw that movie. So um, those are his three directing credits. So yeah, definitely cinematography. What are some of his cinematography? Cinem- cinem- yeah, uh, he did Fast and the Fast and the Furious. Uh, he he did the cinematography for the Fast and the Furious. Yeah, first one. Yeah. Oh okay. my gosh, for, I didn't know that. Is it for Fast and the Fast no, and Furious the Fast or and the, the Fast and the, Furious. the Fast and the Furious? Yeah. That is insane because you know what's a better Point Break remake than the this Fast movie? And the, the Fast and the Furious. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Yeah, that's true. I didn't even make that connection until right now. Yeah, actually, I haven't seen. Yeah, that. never realized that. I know. Well, I, well, I'd never seen the original. Oh Point yeah, Break. that's that's true. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> that, Honestly, but now that you like, say that, I'm like, oh my god. It's 
in a lot of ways, it's almost the exact same movie, but with cars instead of surfing. And it works a lot better. If you think of it as a point break remake, yeah. it works a lot better because it does have a lot of that spirit of the original, it the does. campy sort yeah. of action, the lines that when people say them out loud, you're like, why would you ever say that? I'm in your face. <laughs> this is Brazil. What the hell you put in that tuna? He's sandwich. <laughs> he's sandwich crazy. Like <laughs> my my favorite cinematography. Joel was credit. about to ask me a question. Okay, I oh, hold, I just want to get this out real quick, and then you can. It's ask not me. important. My favorite cinematography credit for Erickson Core, who's the director, is 2003 Daredevil. That's my favorite credit Lit. that he has. <laughs> so sick. Never seen it. It looks fun though. <laughs> I don't know if fun is the right word. Well, that was another it's 2003 and it has Ben Affleck. Of course it's fun. Yeah, it's it's Ben Affleck and uh, uh, Jennifer Garner. It oh, makes yeah. sense that the yeah. director was a cinematographer because his the performance in this movie were just so bad. Well, it's like I never saw it, but it was like a transcendence when Wally Fister decided to become a director. Oh, and that's then true. Transcendence, and I was like, no. And no. then after that, he was just like, I'm not. And then after that, he has anymore. not done anything else. He directs commercials now. Yeah, he did an Under Armour one with Jordan Spieth, and I loved it. And I was like, wow, I love this commercial. Then I saw it was Wally Fister. I was like, that makes sense. He went from in he went from Inception to commercials. And I I mean, he did it because he wants to. Yeah. Because uh, apparently, um, cinema, cinema. Oh. Jesus, cinematography, Cameron. I can't fucking. You're really outing yourself as very unknowledgeable. In or cinematography. <laughs> um, uh, he said it was just so much work, and you know, because it is. I wonder why he pulled double duty on this one. I don't like. Seems like an interesting choice. Yeah, such a PTA decision of him. Yeah. Like, can't write, Cameron. Yeah, very much. <laughs> I saw this movie, and the first thing I thought was, "Yeah, this feels like a." PTA movie. <laughs> yeah, Paul Thomas Anderson, definitely. I was I'd do a double feature with this and Phantom Thread. No, oh, the plots are just as Same interesting movie. in both movies. Yeah. So the music, this, the score. The... This one just didn't have enough mushrooms. <laughs> <laughs> this one, oh, this one doesn't yell at women as much either. So um, no, it just shoots them. It does. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. Can we talk? I mean, can we talk about that? Neither Point Break treats women that well. Yeah. No, but at least at least Tyler's a character in the original one. Oh, yes. 100 What do you mean, Samsara is not a character? I thought she was written very well, and she had a very big uh, character arc. I have something <laughs> very fun for everybody in terms of the Samsara character. In an interview that Teresa Palmer, who plays Samsara, gave about the character. She describes her character as a kind of oracle, a woman who is very deeply rooted in her spirituality and has been on this incredibly complex journey from when she was born. And these men look to her for answers. I don't think any dude outside of Johnny Utah has a conversation with her. So I don't, yeah. I don't see Hell. that at all. <laughs> it's just like, wow, you are really, you're pumping this thing up. Like but Shia LaBeouf, Ryan, Shia LaBeouf. I was going to say Shia needs <laughs> that, to take notes that, her. That's okay, how you pump up the film. Ryan, you're not understanding it correctly. You know, if she wasn't in this movie, who would he have had sex with? Like, that's, you know, Bodie. Bodie, for sure. Yeah, Bodie, for sure. They needed some some woman for him to have sex with, so might as well be her, right? Brokeback point break. (laughs) 
Teresa Palmer's son, or she has a son named Bodie. It's true. Which, which Bo- she Rain. had before she was in the movie, like before she acted in the and movie. And was it named after Holy Patrick Swayze? It, I said it, he. <laughs> <laughs> the thing that in the original Point Break, when the character Tyler says like, this is, uh, that's Bodie. They call him the Boda Vista. And then she doesn't explain that at all. But that is an actual concept, I think, from Buddhism. So I don't know. Maybe Teresa Palmer pulled that from Buddhism instead of Point Break. But uh, who's to say? Who's to say? The thing that's so bothersome after seeing both of them, Zach, you uh, you would agree that like Tyler's a very well thought out character in the original one. It's because what she does in the early parts of the movie sets up the things going forward in the film. She teaches Johnny how to surf. And if he doesn't know how to surf, he's not going to get in with this gang. So she's an integral part to the story. Samsara, there's nothing there, right? I mean, I watched this movie yesterday, the remake yesterday. And I'm like, while you're all talking about her, I'm trying to remember, okay, what did she do? And it's like, it's difficult. I mean, she got shot by accident <laughs> that was so funny <laughs> they're just oh. in there in the cart and he thinks it's Bodie, and he just unloads a couple rounds <laughs> takes the helmet off and it's her and he just has an angry face the entire yeah. rest of the movie it's well another another death on the head of johnny utah i think at that point we were at like three or four just on screen <laughs> so um uh, but, but that, yeah, she's she's inter- the character is interesting in the original point break. Yeah, like yeah. Um what's that actress's name again if anybody knows? Oh, uh uh Is it Lori? Lori Petty. Lori Petty. Yeah. Lori Petty. She's wonderful. She's yeah. she was in a lot of great movies in the 90s. She was in Free Willy. League of their own. League of their League own. Of their own. Yeah. Oh, she's and, a great actress. Yeah, and she is the perfect like the reveal later on in the movie is wonderful and yeah. how she gets involved into the ending of Point Break. I don't know how much I want to give away. Yeah, we don't want to. Yeah, we don't want to give that away. We'll, we'll, we'll I can't believe it's just Johnny Utah's mom. <laughs> oh, uh... oh my gosh. The worst thing that Johnny Utah does in the original is like lie he to her. Skin. Yeah. And <laughs> <laughs> When he lies to her and says, yeah, my parents yeah. died in a car accident her because her parents died in a plane yeah, crash a and plane he's trying crash. to get close to her. Yeah, I'm like, great. dude. So I'm at the part right now where, sorry, Cameron, I'm just going to say this because I know you're not going to watch it. That she's uh, she's found him about? out. She's found his, she found his, uh, his credentials. So I'm at that part right now. That's an intense scene. Yeah, yeah. She shoots the pillow next to him. I was like, oh, oh my it's God. hilarious. Yeah. Oh yeah, she's intense. She's yeah. an intense lady. She's you know what? If I was if I was in Johnny Utah's shoes, I I would take that to my grave. I I would. <laughs> yeah. I would just say yes. My parents are dead. Yeah, my yeah. parents are dead. Yeah. You don't admit that. <laughs> they get married. Who are those old people sitting in the front row? And like, oh, don't worry about it. Yeah. No, and that's, not, and not then, my parents. Yeah. And then that's when you go, Mom, you're alive. Yeah. But I thought the, I thought the car got driven into the ocean. <laughs> it's like, well, we survived. Oh well, that would be. I would like to see that. Let's see that scene. Just make that. Somebody, Catherine Bigelow, just make that scene. It would be funny. Um, well, we talked a little bit about the actors in this movie, but the thing that I think is hilarious. I don't know if anybody did any research on this. Who the studio first wanted to cast in these roles. Oh no, please tell me. Yeah. All right. So should we go with Johnny or Bodie first? What do we want to hear? Because they're both equally uh, fantastic. 
Johnny first. All right, so Johnny. These are the actors considered for the role. And for those of you listening at home that don't know, when an actor is considered for the role, that does not mean that they auditioned. That just means that somebody at the studio is like, hey, can we get this person to do this? Usually the answer is no, you can't. But here's- I want to guess Ryan Gosling. He's not on this list, but it's, it's, it. it's a fun list. Um, I'm going to guess Ryan O'Connor. Uh, no, I, was too, I wasn't ready yet. I wasn't ready for that. I disagree. I think you were- yeah, 2015 you were already like 29 so that's not true that's not true at all how dare you don't try and, <laughs> don't try and date me on this show um casey zach why don't you each take a guess too since the other guys took a guess let's do it uh zach you go first who do you think for johnny utah i'm gonna say chris pratt oh that's correct oh <laughs> wow. that is one of them do you want to go again oh since you got one right God. give me another one um, um a hemsworth liam hemsworth i was gonna say another, another oh Chris. you were very close but no um i'll, I'll explain why late, later oh, uh, liam, liam from one direction uh casey who do you got i think i also looked at this list so this is cheating but i remember this one because i was like uh this guy's too old to be playing this character even at this time uh chris pine chris pine is also <laughs> i was on gonna the list. say yeah <laughs> when you so, said uh, chris uh, uh what'd you say right now um chris pratt I thought you were going to say Chris Pine. And then I was like, Chris Pine's probably a good one. Yeah. So those are two of them. The other ones, Taylor Kitsch, Nicholas Holt, Aaron Taylor Johnson, and Sam Claflin. So those were the six people considered uh, for the role. I would imagine that it was all phone calls to their agents. And they're like, hey, do you want to be in the Point Break remake? No. No. Okay. <laughs> thanks for calling. The conversations <laughs> probably went similarly for the Bodie cast. And let's go around again. Uh Joel, why don't you go first again? Oh, Who would man. you like to guess? I don't even know for Bodie. All right, well, Cameron, you go ahead first then. <laughs> Who? <laughs> Who? For Bodie? <laughs> yeah, the other character in the movie. I, There's two. I mean, I haven't seen the original. So, I'm just, uh, no, I, that's nothing. I'm telling you to pick an actor that you think would have been. Well, called. like I said, I don't know the original. Oh, so I don't know my. Well, it's like, who do you think would be a good 2015 equivalent to Patrick Swayze? Okay, I, I'll make my guess, right? I'll make my guess. Thank Sebastian you. Stan. Sebastian is, Stan. It is wrong. It is not one of them. Okay, I'm going to go with Dwayne The Rock Johnson. <laughs> no, it's oh very also wrong. Uh, Zach, why don't you go? What do you got? Let's go with, um, hmm. I don't know. Colin Mockery. Colin Mockery. <laughs> I would watch that. I would Me absolutely too. watch that. Him and Ryan Harry Styles. And then Ryan, no, Ryan, Ryan Styles. Styles. <laughs> no, Cameron's on a different page. He's on a I whole other world. I Styles. Oh, well, let's just, we should see Colin Mockery and Ryan Styles. Ryan Styles instead. <laughs> oh, the, I have no, I have no clue. No, I'm if, saying, if I they, think. If they do the you walk away scene from the original together, <laughs> I would love okay. that. Um, Casey, did you see this list as well? I did, but I don't really remember any of them. I remember one name. I was like, this person's younger than Chris Pine. Which so that would have been weird, but I can't remember who that was. So I'm going to guess Ben Affleck. He was ben not Affleck. on this list. So Tom Holland. No, we're done guessing, Cameron. <laughs> <laughs> so Chris, Chris Hemsworth is on this list. So you were very close, Zach. You were, you were close. Okay. Um, you, you can have like a quarter of a point. Hell um, yeah. Uh, so we have Tom Hardy. I said Tom Hardland. You said Tom Holland. Holland. Yep, there you go. Uh, Colin Farrell. Hugh Jackman. Oh, I almost said Colin Farrell. Hugh, Hugh Jackman. Jackman. Yeah, Jeremy Renner. Oh, Jeremy <laughs> Renner would have been the the best choice for this. Absolutely. Renner, Renner just would have been playing his character from SWAT, basically. He would, he, Jeremy Renner would have been so perfect for this in the worst way. And the other one is Garrett Hedlund. Um, oh, so, nope. Garrett Hedlund's the choice. 
So funny. So what's funny though is that there's another name on this list, but I didn't include him because he was actually cast first as Bodie. That is Gerard Butler. What? Gerard <laughs> Butler was cast as Bodie originally and had to That's drop incredible. out. Yeah. He, <laughs> so it's Man, just I'm like, pissed, dude. Like three hundred. Garrett Headland is Butler. the choice. Garrett Headland is hundred percent meant for this movie. See, I feel like Garrett. I feel like Garrett Headland would have been a good Johnny Utah. What is who? Yeah. What is Garrett Headland in? Uh, Tron, Four yeah. Brothers. Um, oh, what else? Well, he was in, in that Troy. He's in Troy. Troy. Um, he's in uh, he's in Pan. <laughs> he's, Ooh. Um, what's the what's the Netflix one with like Oscar Isaac and Pedro Pascal that he's in? He's in that oh, that them. Western one that he's. Uh, he was in Mudbound. Yeah, Mudbound. No, that's not the one I was talking about. No, was I know. Triple, but... triple, triple, triple Frontier. Is that it? Maybe Triple Frontier. That, yes. Yeah, with Ben Affleck and all them. Yeah, he was in that. Gary Hedlund's a good oh, actor. Oh, yeah, that was a movie. Yeah, it was. I watched that. <laughs> See, maybe, like, out of all the people you said, I don't think anyone, like, really would capture, like, the craziness of Bodie. Maybe other than, like, Hugh Jackman, I'm well, kind of imagining. This could be a fun thing to do, too. Of those names that I listed, what's the pairing that you would want to see in this movie? Casey, why don't you go first? Ooh, me first. Well, I, could you say I, the names again? Yeah, so for Johnny Utah, we'll go Taylor Kitsch, Nicholas Holt, Aaron Taylor-Johnson, Chris Pine, Chris Pratt and Sam Claflin. Okay. And then for Bodie, everybody take notes. For Bodie, we have Tom Hardy, Colin Farrell, Hugh Jackman, Jeremy Renner, Chris Hemsworth, and Garrett Hedlund. Joel, what we should do is on Instagram, put this list up there and have people fan cast this themselves. Yeah, as well. I like it. Yeah. All right. I think I would go with Aaron Taylor Johnson. I, and, I would have, yep. And Chris Hemsworth. Oh, interesting. Okay. Um, Zach, what about you? I'm going to go with Sam Claflin and Hugh Jackman. <laughs> We're all going to have very different films. <laughs> um, Joel, what do you have? I have Aaron Taylor Johnson. I think that Garrett Hedlund is the best choice for Bodie, but his, the age doesn't work. Right. Um, so I would also agree with Casey and go with Chris Hemsworth. See, I think there's like two routes you could go here. I think if you go the older actor route, I think a Chris Pine and Jeremy Renner movie would have been really fun. But I think if for what I would want to see and what I think the characters are like, I think Aaron Taylor Johnson and Garrett Hedlund would be my Wait, pick. I forgot. I forgot about, about Jeremy Renner. So I want to say Aaron Taylor Johnson, Jeremy Renner. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah we all have different ones and Cam, but I do have? think Garrett Hedlund is the best so, choice. I'm thinking, I'm thinking Chris Pratt and Chris Hemsworth. Just all just uh star Lord and just Thor go surfing. Yeah, I, I think I, I'm thinking like a buddy comedy kind of thing. <laughs> it's not with them no you're not making a new movie you're just putting them in this movie I don't, okay no i think i think it's a buddy comedy now. you're just rewriting it too <laughs> I, I think it. that they would i think that i think that they would deliver the lines in a funny way so like i think like when like i think when like chris um what who was the first one i said chris pratt and chris, chris pratt i think I think when Chris Pratt was like, shoot her, like it would be like a ha ha ha. <laughs> I'm trying to imagine which actor is going to look best laying on the floor, have... shooting into the air, just yelling. Yes. <laughs> Do, Do we have a... That's... <sighs> Do we have a what? We have a list of uh, the women who were considered for... I don't. I don't have that. <sighs> no. Because I'm, I'm thinking Shailene Woodley. 
Shailene Woodley to, to, to just get shot. Do you not like Shailene Woodley? You don't want to put her in a good role? No, I like her very much. But you should keep her away je- from He's jealous because she's going to marry Aaron Rodgers. I am jealous of that. <laughs> but to Aaron be fair, Rogers. he hosts Jeopardy and I don't. So <laughs> he, he get, Excuse you, he guest hosted. He's not the host yet. Well, he, I said he hosted Jeopardy. I said he guest hosted. He's not the well, host Well, he hosted. He's, Cameron's not wrong. Nobody's yeah, wrong. Nobody's wrong here. You, well, you try you, to... you just tried to correct him for something that didn't need correcting. So All right. You're being a jerk right now, Ryan, and All I right. think we need to move on. Well, don't worry. We're going to cut this out. So No, no we're not. Staying in. No, Ryan's like, oh, this makes me look bad, so we're cutting it out. Everyone listening, this is staying in. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say one more thing about the cast. When Please I think do. I read that same thing about you know Gerard Butler was you know originally considered for the role of Bodie, and I just think that would have been a completely different movie, even if the, everything was the same. And it's sort of like if you've ever seen the 1970s, A Star is Born, you have Barbara mm-hmm. Streisand and Chris uh, Christopherson. But Barbara Streisand wanted Elvis Presley yeah. to play the male role. And when you're watching the 1970s Star is Born, like it's not it's not that great. It's not the best of Star is Born. But and I, you just cannot unsee the possibilities of what it could have been if Elvis Presley had been playing the other role. That would have been amazing. Yeah. See, I think Russell Crowe would have been a good Bodie. In, 20, <laughs> in 2015? Uh-huh. Yeah, I think it would have been great. Is he? Uh, um, sure. <laughs> I mean, if we're casting Gerard Butler, we might as well cast Russell Crowe. I mean, if we're fan casting it now, I would have loved to see Joel McHale as Bodie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Let's just have uh, let's just have Donald Glover and uh, Danny Pudi do it then. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah, I'm gonna love fit. To watch Danny Pudi is uh, Pappas. <laughs> you know, he's too. He was probably too busy because he's on Ducktales. We need to cast right, the rest of, Like, who plays Arizona? This is a very important question. Arizona? Huh? He's... Isn't there a guy named Arizona? No. No, that's Johnny what Utah is from Arizona. But his, yeah. Who play? Who plays Roach? <laughs> uh, I think it should just be Anthony Kiedis. <laughs> What's Flea up to? Is Flea. He yeah. <laughs> yeah, bring Flea back. <laughs> Flea's, Flea this could use some more work. Let's just cast him again. Yeah, he's not working on Wild Thornberries anymore. It was really funny that uh, the, like, like Bodie's, like, I don't want to call them henchmen, but like his his wolf pack, I guess we'll call them in the original film, were all casted in the new one. Um, they all play FBI agents in this one. Just like, yeah. oh, you guys, you guys aren't doing that well, huh? <laughs> if you're, you're going to be in this. Yeah, while you're like on kind of that subject, I do say like any nods that the 2015 version has to the 91 version are just soul soulless and don't really have a purpose because in the beginning, whenever they're learning about their criminal acts they do the president thing where they wear masks and you know they yeah, rob something because the first movie did it yeah and in the first movie there's kind of a reason why they're doing it because they're stealing them as reagan um carter nixon and they're like well we've still we've stolen from you for years a couple more minutes aren't going to kill you like it's kind of a commentary it's like a real political statement yes but like in this one it's just the first movie did it so we're going to do it here real quickly. And same goes for the shooting in the air scene. Well, too. that's, a, that's yeah. the thing. You bring up a great point is that I'm almost positive that like shot for shot wise, I think the shooting in the air is the only thing that they ripped from the original. I, I'm pretty sure like nothing else really was taken. 
Sort of. I think the I, I agree with Zach that a lot of the tributes to the original Point Break feel sh- like shoehorned in. Yeah. Like in there, it's almost like they're more concerned with, you know, doing those tributes at certain points in the film, like to please mm-hmm. the fans than, you know, being its own movie. Right. So like at even at the end when, you know, he's going to go do like the big wave and spoilers well obviously spoilers for the original point break that's how it also ends with Bodie going out and like basically choosing to die in the wave and and I don't know it just feels so forced with the way they had to structure that out like it's like we have to end it this way (laughs) they send him out on a small fishing boat yeah (laughs) and it doesn't feel natural like I'll bring up a star is born again like as we all know a star is born has been made four times and it has a lot of like this overall same plot structure but they do it in different ways each time it's to the point that you know the fourth remake with Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga is like a great movie it's its own thing while still keeping those key structural elements yeah. and that's why again I say like the Fast and the Furious is a better point break remake yeah. because it has the, stru- the structure of the plot and a lot of the same elements but it doesn't you know get bogged i mean is like the fast and the furious is not a point break remake so obviously it's not getting bogged down in like trying to be but if it was that's i would think it'd be like a star is born that's what i really want i want them to do give point break the a star is born treatment and just come back every 20 years with a new update on it yeah exactly <laughs> that's literally what i was about to ask you i was like do you want so thank you for asking it yourself <laughs> um my favorite cast members were all in the boat scene so you got freaking sal masakela there bob burnquist laird hamilton eric mm, costin yeah. all these extreme sports stars that are just there like in the background it was like this is sick little like 12 year old x games fan me was like no that was bob burnquist right there <laughs> i use him at tony hawk pro skater and then like <laughs> steve aoki is the freaking dj yeah <laughs> Oh, that's oh I forgot. That's the worst character in the movie. I forgot about him. The the the, 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 fr- the French guy. The guy, yeah, the guy. Yeah, he's the, the worst character in the movie. Um, there's always there's always somebody that really stands out in a bad movie is like just over the top bad. <laughs> guy, like is. that one guy in Serenity right. with the money or with the the fishing tool thing. The guy in the suit that just like oh yeah, Jeremy yeah Jeremy Strong's character yeah hated that guy yeah. <laughs> um, the French dude, I don't remember his name. It's like Alejandro or something like that. I don't know. Sure. Um, he's just, his whole role is like, yeah, we finance. I finance them Serenity to go on all these adventures. I haven't even seen Serenity and I'm agreeing Pascal with you. Pascal Alfarik. Is that, you is should, that what You should actually watch it, yeah. uh, Zach. Um, it'll be a nice palate cleanser after this movie. He's Cameron, don't listen to Cameron. He's the only one on our show that, somewhat tolerated that film so don't listen to that's him. not true yes it is because me and joel hated gave, that movie. It, well you didn't ask for a refund so therefore you were fine with it did i not no it's like, typical well, it's because like, i'm at 69 dollars well, and i can't ask for a refund. that was before that so <laughs> um yeah don't you guys well, have... it tried something i'm sorry it did try something that's true this... it tried something at least it was terrible well we talk about this movie just trying to be a remake of Point Break, should it have just been its own thing? Yes. Yeah, 100%. As someone who's Ooh. a massive fan of the original film, oh I, think, <laughs> I think... I think... Is any reason to see it then if it wasn't named a Point Break? Well, that's, be- that's the question, though. It's like, it's not... When I said this earlier, like, they don't lift a lot of things from the original. The original movie is 
surfing. Like that is the quintessential, they don't even say extreme sports net. They are surfers who rob banks and they do it for not for the money, but for political reasons. They also use the money for things, but um, whereas in this one, they just, everything that they steal, they just give it away. Um, but they only this, steal two things, and then like that's in the first ten minutes. And then the rest that's is like, true, yeah. And everything else doesn't uh, go well. You're right. After that, why are they even just chasing them still? It's like and oh, then, and then they shoehorn in at the end, like oh, well, they're out of money because the French guy doesn't fund them anymore. Let's have them rob a bank. <laughs> it's just oh, like, that's why they robbed. The, that's why they like, robbed the bank. Yeah, I was, I was talking about it with my dad today. I was like. Wait, why did they rob the bank at the That's, end of yeah, that movie? Because they ran out of money. So. It's so it's so confusing because in the first, like the first three crimes they commit before Johnny gets involved, like in the yeah. remake, it's they they've done something extreme and then they go commit a crime. Yeah. Then yeah. he hooks up with them and then they do like two extreme sports things just and no them. crime. And that I mean, this movie isn't great, but that was a bad that was a big plot hole for me. I Question. love it. Go ahead, Joel. No, I was gonna say, kind of touching on what you were saying there, Ryan. Like, you're you were saying, Casey, that the Fast and the Furious is a better Point Break movie, right? But it's better, obviously no, hold on a second. Are you are you saying a better it's Point be- Break yeah. remake? No, oh, remake. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. a better Point Break movie than Point Break 2015, right? Uh huh. Now that was obviously not called Point Break. It was the Fast and the Furious. But again, now that you've pointed that out to me, I'm like, oh crap, yeah, that is just Point Break, right? If this movie came out called something else the eight whatevers right? i was gonna say that's what they and, should have named it after they yeah if they called it the eight whatever and then you saw this movie and we're like well that was just point break do you think you would have been as upset or like would you have forgiven it more because it wasn't directly saying like oh we're trying to be point break it's like well we're we're taking the general idea of point break but we're doing the something else yeah i don't think i don't know if i would have necessarily immediately connected it to point break because theoretically if they were doing their own thing they wouldn't have done the shooting the sky thing right they wouldn't have ended it the way that they did um you wouldn't helicopter down onto the fishing boat exactly (laughs) like that that yeah so i still don't think i would have liked it i still think it would have been kind of a bad movie yeah (laughs) but it would it would have been a better movie probably because it's trying to be its own thing yeah Yeah, this is called the ozaki I was, yeah. I, but see, I think they should have called this the Grateful Eight because they're very happy about the fact that they can go and do these <laughs> wonderful things on planet Earth. So I think they should could have called it the Grateful Eight. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I thought that was that, that was me. That was Zach. Yeah, was, was a good one. Is, is it time for like an ad or something here? Yeah, can, I think can we give a, the audience a break from that? I think that's like, a good geez. I think that's a good idea. We got a couple more things to go over here with the film, but before we do that, let's throw a quick word to our sponsors. So this would be a good time for us to just kind of touch on some things that maybe we haven't brought up yet because there's still a lot of bad things in this movie that we can still get to. So let's just go around a little bit. Casey, why don't you go first? What's something that we haven't touched on yet in the film that you definitely want to talk about? Uh, We have not talked about the homoeroticism of the original film and the complete lack of it in the 2015 film. It's true. Uh, In the original movie, Patrick Swayze and Keanu Reeves have amazing chemistry. You know, maybe it isn't, it's not theoretically supposed to be romantic. Keanu Reeves is in a relationship with a woman in the movie, but there's just something there. The 
towards the end of the movie, Bodhi says one of the mo- a line I can never forget. <laughs> he says to uh, he says to Johnny, "I know you want me so bad. It's like acid in your mouth." Yeah. <laughs> Who says that? Who yep. says stuff like that? <laughs> um, and then in the you know newer one, uh, there's just none of that. And I think that kind of contributes to the lifelessness of the film. I don't feel any chemistry between the two leads in the new movie, you know, not romantic, obviously, but not even like a real friendship situation. In the older film, when Johnny shoots at the sky, you feel his pain, you feel Mm -hmm. his reluctance. But when he does it in the newer movie, I genuinely don't understand why he made that decision. I don't feel like he has that connection with Bodhi that is in the original film. One scene in particular that, uh, kind of kind of plays on what you're saying is when they first do the wingsuit jump before they go like everybody's just like harassing john you know like why are they here they have they put the rock in his bag which by the way if you're an fbi agent you're investigating the guy these guys for crimes and they give you a giant backpack to carry are you just not gonna look inside and see what's in there like come on guy but we're gonna i have a lot to say about johnny utah still so we'll get to that soon um but the scene i'm talking about is when they jump off uh the the cliffs and they wingsuit down and they land they're just all hugging each other. Yeah. Like, all, all right away. They're just like, oh, I guess we're like, we're bros now. Welcome to the team, Johnny. It's just like, no, like you guys, this isn't earned. Like that's not what happened in the original. The other guys don't ever really trust Johnny that much, but Bodie just overrules them. She's like, no, like we could, u- we could use this to our benefit. Let's see what he's up to. Um, and the, yeah. And this one, like you said, case, it's just the French, the, you don't feel a friendship there. Mm-hmm. And like when he when he shoots in the sky it's just like i don't like i didn't even know like in the original when johnny's about to shoot in the sky you could feel the tension behind it like he's really struggling with it and then when he like it's almost like a you jump out of your seat a little bit when he shoots into the sky and this one he's just staring at him and all of a sudden he shoots the sky like what are you doing that for like mm-hmm. i don't understand um well what do you think about uh what casey brought up as you've just started watching the original do you kind of get where she's coming from with that oh absolutely it was it was one of the first things that i noticed was as I was watching the original one was like, they genuinely feel a lot closer in this one than they do in the remake, which was kind of going back to what I was saying, where like, like 30, 45 minutes into the original, I was way more invested in these characters than I am in the new one. Because like in the, in 2015, it's Bodie still has this sort of like standoffishness to him. You know, it never really feels like Bodhi truly accepts johnny in the new one you know like he says he does and and he becomes part of the gang whatever but it still doesn't feel like he's really accepted whereas in the original one it genuinely feels like Bodie has accepted johnny into their circle you know and they they have that connection and like casey was saying that part where he shoots into the air it holds so much more weight in the original because you can really feel that tension and how much that you know, was such a tough decision for, for Johnny to have to make as opposed to in this new one where like you guys were saying, it's like, dude, you should just shot him, you know, like yeah. you just shoot him. Zach, do you think that the activism element behind Bodie? Cause like they, he says the line, like, I thought I could save you. Cause that's why, cause Bodie's like, I knew you were an FBI agent this whole time. And Johnny's like, why didn't you, why didn't, why did you let me in? He's like, I thought I could save you. Is that supposed to be like, their reason for them being friends in this movie i i don't get it what did you think about that well like in the new one Bodie seems much more environmentally conscious like that seems to be a lot of his inspiration for why he does a lot of the things he like tries to do with extreme sports and it's, it's you know it 
maybe this was in someone else's hands. You could do something very interesting with that. But I feel like that whole activism angle from him just carries, it's, it's like a facade of a character. Like they're supposed to be a character. It's saying, it's trying to say something while also saying nothing. And that doesn't follow through with why he wants to keep Johnny around. It just all feels very arbitrarily trying to follow the footsteps of the original without any of the feeling or heart in there at all. Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't work. And like, Cam, would you agree like their chemistry between these two leads that carry the movie? There's never a point in this film where you buy any sort of friendship behind them, right? I didn't know. I didn't know that they were supposed to be friends. If I'm being honest, I didn't yeah. know. Like, I thought they were just like acquaintances. I didn't know that they were supposed to be friends with each other. So the fact that you guys are like, oh, yeah, they were bros. And like maybe there was even a little bit of, you know, extra bronus happening. <laughs> in the original um definitely couldn't get any of that it was kind of like you know oh you have that co-worker that you hang at like you see at work and you're like okay yeah you know since our schedules are the same i guess we'll sit together but um other than that you know uh i didn't see any friendship there so the um the timeline of this film is supposed to take place over a month's time outside of the time jumps of course Mm -hmm. um so like if if that's conveyed it still wouldn't even work like it doesn't even matter because like like i said like they bodhi seems to accept him very quickly um without any real reason behind it but it just these care i don't know if it's the acting i don't know if it's the writing it could be both but these these characters don't work and if you if you would like we mentioned earlier made them completely different characters had nothing to do with point break it probably still doesn't work it's just not done well um and that's that says a lot about the film in general. What do you got, Cam? You raising your hand? <laughs> can I? Yeah. Can I talk about what I don't like about this movie? Absolutely, you can. So there's a lot. Um, <laughs> and yeah. scene. Uh, essentially, it's an entire movie. Yeah. Um, it feels. I mean, there's nothing to this movie. It's there's nothing here. There's nothing. The plot is non-existent. They go and do things that are special. And you know, another thing that I'm like, okay, so, cause they already did the, they're supposed to do the eight where they get like, you know, whatever. And so they're like, oh, hey, come on, you know, Johnny Utah, join us or whatever. And we can do the eight together. He didn't do the first three. So how is he going to reach enlightenment? That's if he didn't point. do the first three, are they just going to be like, oh, hey, you know, um, you know, give me your stamp card. I'll just kind of, you know, stamp those off. Yeah. No they're one like, needs to know. They're, they're celebrating, jumping Trans- off their transitive property. He's just like, yeah, you get him too. It's like, yeah, all right. So you, so you have to go back and retrace your steps and go back and do the others first real quick for us. Yeah. <laughs> And so that was, you know, that was stupid, obviously. The whole um, the whole eco-activist, eco-terrorist thing or whatever, like, you know, I don't remember if it was Zach or Casey that was saying. But, um, yeah, the first time, it's like each time they do a crime, they, like, they're doing a, you know, a, a extreme stunt or whatever. But then, like, yeah, the first two, they're like, oh, I guess, you know, we're going to take a break from that. Let's go fly and let's go snowboard and, like, there's no crime that happens with them they're just like bros hanging out or surfing right they're not even doing a crime when they're doing the surfing um it's just like and like as for the plot it's like well why are they doing why are they doing those things no one cares that they're doing those things they're just doing those things so that they can put together these 
these sequences there i guess yeah you could say they're interesting to watch and yeah they are well done but like i said why would i watch something that i know for a fact is scripted and i know that they're using green screen i know they're using special strikes when i can just go on youtube and not have to spend you know how long is this movie an hour 40 minutes with or without the 15 minutes of credits is there 15 minutes okay. i don't know i turned it off yes. as soon as i, I could I- Sorry, that really just random point. I was like trying to figure out my timing, like, oh, where can I fit this into my day? And it said two hours, and I was watching it last night, and I like accidentally hit something, and the ticker stat said, oh, you have like 30 minutes left. And I was like, oh, cool, whatever. And I'm watching it, and all of a sudden, the movie just ended. And I was like, <laughs> what? And I looked, and it's like 15 minutes of credits. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> Wait, what happened in the credits? Nothing. Nothing. They're just long. It's just yeah, 15 oh, minutes serious? of credits. Yeah, it's just 15 <laughs> minutes of credits. Oh, Jesus. It did. I mean, I'm sure they had a million people working on this yeah. movie, though, because one of the things I read about the movie, like in the Angel Falls sequence, mm-hmm. they had to build an entire structure like around this waterfall sort of because it's a protected structure, yeah. like it's a protected like national park sort of situation. Right. And they likened it to a military operation, like filming this one scene. There were so many moving parts and so many people involved. So I'm not, I'm not surprised there was <laughs> there were a lot of people working on this movie. Right? Yeah, I mean it's I, I was shocked when it, the movie ended and I was like, well, what, what happened? And I'm looking, it still says, oh, you still have 15 minutes left. I was Damn. relieved that I didn't have any <laughs> yeah, more to watch. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to be honest with you. I, Casey, I, I think you're probably a wonderful person. Probably. I I, I mean, <laughs> wow. I well, yeah. And, you know, cause I don't, you know, I don't know you too well. We haven't hung out outside of work other than, you know, podcasts or whatever. But I do have to be honest with you. Um, my opinion of you was lesser because you picked this movie. And not Ouch. because not because that, you know, you thought this movie was bad. Obviously, that's a good thing. But that you forced me to sit through this movie. <laughs> um, I'm a little... <sighs> I'm a little upset with you and don't worry. It's okay. Ryan and Joel know that I'm upset with them every time they choose a movie as well, because then I have to, you know, waste my life watching it. But this one, usually I can get something out of it. I guess you could say I got the stunts out of it. This, this, this wasn't a movie. This wasn't a movie. There's no story. There's, I, this one hurt all i can say is don't let this stop you from watching the original via con dios cameron via con dios casey by the way i think you're great that was a joke except except about having to watch the movie that's yeah (laughs) except for the movie thing Yeah. yeah um zach what do you have in this film that we haven't touched on yet what's something fun you want to throw at us hmm well I maybe just want to circle back around to talking about the performances in this movie. Let's do it. Because uh, what is the director's name again? Oh, Erickson Core. Uh, yeah. yeah okay, Kaur. so Eric, my Eric's, guy. No, it's Erickson. Erickson. Erickson, my guy. He's probably a, he's a, you know an excellent cinematographer, but the way he directs actors in this is just he gives them nothing to work with at all. I feel like they cared more about the fact that they look like models before the fact they wanted to get a decent performance out of them because it just feels so stilted and wooden and stale and pale. Who, and do, you th- who do you think is the worst performance in the movie? I think the director Bodhi. is like... Yeah. Oh, you do? You think Bodhi? Oh, you think... Oh, really? I, I would have gone with John. I think... I, yeah, the 2015 one. Oh no, absolutely, Bodie. Oh, I think Johnny's. Yeah. I think Johnny's the worst performance. 
I think Johnny's horrible. I'm not sure if any of the performances are necessarily truly terrible. I think it's more just the director didn't know how to pull the right emotions from them. And I think that's one of the, or sorry. No, I was going to say, it's just funny when you have an actual source material to pull from, you still can't do it. Well, I I was going to bring this up. I almost think that that's one of the reasons the original movie uh, benefits from having a female director. And, you know, this is my own personal theory, but I think that, you know, she was able to pull like a certain kind of vulnerability and emotion out of these scenes that maybe like a male director wouldn't, you know, see when reading the script. Like, you know, we kind of talked about this, but when I'm watching the original, I can tell that Bodhi loves Johnny and cares about him. And I don't feel that in the newer one because I feel like the director was more going like this is an action movie. Yeah, good point. Yeah, yeah, it's true. You're right. Um, it's funny that you said like this really when I was saying that this should just be a completely different thing. This should have just been like an action movie, like just make it an extreme sports movie. Um, just do that. Like you're not going to make you're not making a good movie anyway. So make something different. Um what do you, what is it about Bodie's performance act do you think that makes him like the character that you just don't enjoy them don't enjoy that much? What is it that really doesn't work for you? I think anytime whenever he tries to explain why he's doing what he's doing his delivery for it is just so unbelievable. It sounds it I don't, I'm not quite sure. It's just, it's, I don't buy it. I don't believe that he is a character. I believe that he's an actor who's trying to figure out the right way to say this. And it's just not the right one. It sounds like it's a practice, practice one. I'm thinking solely of the moment before they, um, you know, glide off of the mountain and they camp there for a night. And he's talking to Johnny just about, I can't remember if it's like his reason for doing it or his explanation or whatever, but all I remember is just, it's very stilted and very, uh, a, just a bland delivery of it where I was like, wow, this feels, was the best take they got. He feels disingenuine. Like everything about Bodhi feels very disingenuine. Like, like he just seems like a big fake through the whole movie. You know, everything about him seems fake and his relationships with people seems fake his i know at the end of the movie you know he lets himself die for this wave but like his whole life goals it just all seems fake nothing about the character seems real or believable and i think that to me is again a big part of it is the performance you know i think that the performance doesn't sell to me that this character actually cares about these things that he says he does see i i agree with you guys but no characters done well but i think johnny really stands out for me for the fact that he is an awful FBI agent, like just <laughs> horrendous. First off, he gets a lot of people killed in this movie, like mm-hmm. a lot. We st- the very first scene, <laughs> Extreme Sports well, Johnny he was an FBI agent, not ex- Extreme Sports Johnny Brigham. Uh, <laughs> he um he gets his buddy killed uh doing that crazy jump, and like that. I know a big theme with this is like oh like you don't choose somebody else's path. Yeah. They choose it themselves. Like, well, did you have to jump onto that rock that literally had no other sides attached to it after your buddy said it probably wasn't a good idea. And then he dies. Um, so Johnny's response after his buddy dies is like, 
I guess I got to join the FBI now. I got to get a real job. So he spent seven years uh, prep. He goes to college, goes to the academy, all this time getting prepped to be an FBI agent. And his first assignment, not even as a full-fledged agent, he's just like a training agent at this point. His first assignment is this big case, and he gets it because he's the one that cracks at their extreme sports athletes. And he knows that world, so they give him a chance. The first thing that they go do is the snowboarding thing after they meet. They go on the snowboarding thing. Oh, excuse me. The first thing they do is they have a fight club. I forgot about that. I don't know why they have that, but they have a fight club. Wait, um, snowboarding was first? Well, they do the surf thing, but that they haven't met yet. I thought um, they did the flying thing first. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're right. Um, my apologies. Yeah, so they do, the okay. wing, okay. yeah, they do the wingsuit first, and then they're all buddies, so they're all friends. And then they do the snowboarding. He... <laughs> I don't does can somebody explain why he felt the need to go on the second run down the hill that got that the chowder guy killed because I couldn't figure out what his reasoning behind that was it just the adrenaline junkie that he was like that's the only thing I could think of yeah I think that was just supposed to be him you know sort of the movie's way of telling us that he is starting to be torn between like being an FBI agent or like being with these guys. Like mm -hmm. he's starting to feel more and more pulled into this world because it used to be his world. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's just, I mean, that, <clears throat> that just threw me, threw me completely. Cause he just, that guy dies and he's, he's broken up about it, but like, he's not like, he's like, Oh, okay. Whatever. Like it eats at him just like it mm -hmm. did seven years ago. Johnny is torn, like you said, Casey, like, and we see that completely, but it's, it doesn't feel like he's torn because when he gets that phone call after he sleeps with Samara with, from, uh, from Pappas, like you haven't checked in in 12 days. It's like 12 days. Yeah. <laughs> like, I thought the same thing. Dude, like, no. <laughs> like you would be fired. <laughs> like, I think it's interesting in the new one, how young Johnny seems like, yeah in uh you know he's supposed to be just based on the ages he mentioned i i think he's supposed to be close to 30 like the actor at the time is around 24 25 but i think right. the character is supposed to be almost 30 um you know on the old one you know keanu reeves's character is supposed to be 25 but yeah. he acts older he acts more responsible like he's oh, yeah. dedicated to the mission of being this fbi agent whereas like yeah like you're saying in the newer one he gets on this boat and it's like he completely loses himself yeah he doesn't check in for 12 days. It's like he's completely forgets the mission. He even he, there's also a moment when he first gets on that boat and he jumps into the water after Samsara. But before he jumps in the boat, he whispers to himself, "You're an FBI agent." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why would you say that? You are an FBI agent. <laughs> Why would you say you that say, on a boat where he's undercover? Right? <laughs> he's undercover and he whispers yeah. I, you are an FBI agent. He oh is, my goodness. He is an, he's a horrible I, FBI agent. He's in, he, Hang he's on. Is there, somebody, is there somebody saying that he's an FBI agent over there? Can we look, yeah. can we look into this? <laughs> that's how Bodhi figured FBI. it out. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that's how he knew. I think that Utah guy has schizo. <laughs> At the end, when Bodhi's like, we knew you were a cop as soon as we like rescued you or whatever. It's like, yeah, because you whispered that you were an FBI agent while you're on the boat. <laughs> Idiot. I think that's the real answer to all these questions is that, you know, Johnny Utah in the 2015 pro point break is just incompetent I at his job. I, I literally wrote in my notes as a question, is Johnny Utah just an idiot? 
<laughs> I think that's the answer. I think he's an idiot. And, but the FBI is portrayed stupid as well. There's a he, John, like Johnny, you've been out of the loop. You haven't kept us in contact. You haven't accomplished anything. He's like, yeah, but I just figured this out. I was like, okay, fine. Go ahead. Keep going. He's like, no, pull him off the case. Like he's not doing well. He got more people killed when in the rock slide thing with those trucks. I know he saved two of them, but other people died. So that that one truck did just he, goes. Did he really save those two guys? I don't know. Well, against the wall and oh, I think they're buried. Dead. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they probably are dead. But that one truck literally goes over and catches yeah. fire. So people die in that, and he's an accomplice to it. Um, and then of course he shoots Samara as well. Um, so he lot of lot of blood on Johnny Utah's hands. To be fair, he thought he was killing Bodie. So no, that, he uh, was killing one person. Uh, yeah. I, oh yeah, but it's uh, not going to fly in court. No, it's not. <laughs> it's not going to work. But then he gets promoted because um, Papa's just like out of nowhere. It's like I had this mailed in expedited for you, and it's his FBI badge. It's like okay, like what are we doing? They haven't even caught the guy yet. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Um, he doesn't. He still never catches him because even after the rock climb, yeah, he I, what, figure what, it out. what was that when he gave him? I'm like, well, what did he do? He hasn't Not, done anything. He hasn't done anything. He the only thing that had happened is that the other members of the gang are all dead. He's like, <laughs> yeah. great job, you. Ki-. Yeah, I guess you know what. Perfect example of you know praising cops. Hey, you killed them all. You're good. Good yeah. job. You haven't. There's we didn't this, get the main there's, guy. There's a shot where they're like after you know the guy dies on the rock wall they're like in the fbi headquarters wherever they at the temporary one and like on the background you see like the photos of the people and they just have x's through (laughs) their heads not because they've been arrested but because they're dead the director's like somebody get the sharp gonna get the sharpie utah killed another one (laughs) oh man he is horrible and like you said casey like johnny utah in the original he's dumb and he makes some mistakes, but he's competent. Hmm. Uh, but maybe yeah. that's the difference between being a collegiate Division One quarterback and being a YouTube extreme sports performer. <laughs> Which the oh, I hated that they cut away the Johnny Utah football elements because that scene in the original yeah. on, the, on the beach on where the they're beach. playing football—that's how they start to bond. Uh-huh. Exactly it's that scene, and then they cut that. And it doesn't necessarily make sense that no. these, sur- these surfer dudes know a college football player from Ohio, but I accept right. it. I, I yeah, accept it works. It. Yeah, it works a lot better than whatever than having a fight club letting Bodie beat the crap out of you well, and just I being mean, like, "All right, you can come with us now." I, uh... I liked, you know, I liked in this movie where they bonded while watching funny YouTube videos because you know he was a YouTube extreme star and oh. hanging out that way. That was a good way of uh, having them bond. Joel, what do you have that we haven't touched on yet? Hey, <laughs> you might be kind to of about. touched on it a little bit, but I wanted to go a little bit deeper. Again, sorry, Cameron, this is going to kind of exclude you, but for the other three, why do you think they went the route of not having Pappas be such a big character in this second one? Oh, good question. Because I think that's such a huge missed opportunity. Again, this cast wasn't very strong anyway. So, what's his name? White Ray Moore, Winstone. Whatever. He's a good actor. Mm-hmm. We've just yeah, seen all the bad. We've just seen all yeah. these bad movies. Like he's like in he, Cats. Yeah, like, oh, he no, God. He probably could have given us a decent performance, you know, because even the times we do see him on screen, he's not terrible, you know. But it's just like, why? Why did they decide to not have the character be as big of a part of it? Because I think that's another big part of the original one. Is not only does johnny have this pressure of well i'm actually starting to become friends with these people but it's also well i don't want to disappoint pappas you know like he's he's a mentor 
Yeah, he's yeah. a partner and mentor, and it, you completely miss that element in this one. Yeah, in the original, he does have a relationship not just with Bodhi, but with Papa, with Papas too. And honestly, if I had to just take a guess as to why it's not as prominent in the new one, it's probably just time. They had this very grand plot of you know trying to complete these eight tasks, like the Ozaki eight. And even though they cut out the first three by saying like, "Oh, these have already happened," that's still like five things you got to go yeah. through. And they probably just didn't want to stretch it out any but i agree i think that's they replaced a human element of the movie mm-hmm. with a spectacle element and i don't think that was a good decision yeah i mean zach ryan how do you guys feel because I, I it again i haven't finished the movie but as of right now like it already feels like such a huge missing link for me you know that that we didn't have that i you know i might be going back to my original warner brothers assumption that they're trying to sell this movie to teenage boys and you know maybe teenage boys aren't going to be into oh they don't want to see the mentor who's playing him ray winstone did we film a couple of scenes with ray winstone and johnny bonding well maybe we could just cut those out because we don't want our young audience to get bored with these two people connecting and I'm going to be cynical and think that Warner Brothers made this solely for teenage boys and thought that they weren't going to like watching Ray Winstone try and win over Johnny. Right. It's, yeah, just, I mean, it's, it's, point. it's just weird that they made him a UK agent too. Just like, I don't know. Yeah. Just like, you just did that because you cast Ray Winstone in the role. It's like, yeah, we don't want him to try and do an American accent. So just make him from the UK. Uh, Pappas is my favorite character in the original. I think that movie doesn't work without him and without Gary Busey delivering mm-hmm. the lines that he does. Utah get me too is like one of my favorite lines in any I movie. Was, that I was actually going to be a next question of mine is only relating to the original is two and a possible third meatball subs too much for one person. No, it's totally except for Gary Busey. It's the right amount. Okay. Well, he's also, so hungry. Also, we, we didn't talk about this. Pappas is the one in the original that figures out that it's surfers. Yeah. He's the one that figures it out it's not Johnny. So like, yeah, Johnny only does it because he could play the part of a surfer, but Pappas is the brains behind this. And in that movie, the FBI thinks Pappas is crazy for thinking Mm -hmm. that in, and in this one, they try to do like, Oh, well, this is a, this is a absolutely crazy idea. Utah. Like where'd you come up with this? Even though the director believes it, but they have that scene with all the talking heads and the FBI desks that are like, this is stupid. Um, But yeah, Pappas is the whole reason that movie happens. And to throw that character away, if you're going to do a remake of a movie to just cut out one of the major parts of the movie, it's just dumb. It just well, don't I mean, even just don't even have Pappas in this movie. I didn't even think about that part of it. But like now going back to what Casey was saying earlier, now I'm thinking about it. And it's like it feels like Pappas was just kind of shoehorned in there. Like, yeah. oh, well, we have to we have to include Pappas somehow. So how can we? And it was just like, well, just make him like the guy who he meets up with in, in the UK. OK, yeah, that works. You know, because like you said, his the whole reason the character is there initially in the first one is he's the one who has this belief and Johnny gets put with him and then they bond because they're working it out together. You know, Johnny's the young gun who's like, you know, like I know everyone says you're crazy, but like, let's figure this out type thing. And we don't get that in this. No, it, no, they throw it away and it's a shame. But hey, that's why this movie has an 11% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yay. <laughs> For all these things that we've mentioned. Uh, audience score at 29, but you know, 30% of people can be wrong a lot of the time. So 
Um, I also wanted, didn't mention how much money it made at the box office. Joel, mm-hmm. Joel, what do you think? How much money do you think the Point Break remake made at the box office? Twelve dollars. What do you actually? Think? <laughs> what do you actually think? I don't. I don't have a guess. I, I really don't have a guess. Are we talking domestic or worldwide? Let's go total gross. You said the budget. We're was talking what, opening weekend or no, like? No, just the total gross of its entire run. Its opening weekend was pretty bad. Opening weekend was I'm, nine point eight million. I was gonna say I think it made under fifty million. No, oh god, that would be even worse. Um, it was higher than that. What do you think, Zach? Oh. I'm gonna go fifty-one million. No, we're we're higher than that. 52. I'm gonna go one hundred and thirty-three million. It, yeah, it was on the nose. <laughs> there it is. Look that up, <laughs> I looked it up like hours ago. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, one hundred and thirty-three point seven million dollars at the box office off of a hundred and five million dollar budget. Cameron, is that good? No. No, are you sure? <laughs> I'm very sure that's very okay. bad. All right, yeah, I don't think uh, I don't think they, to... they 100% lost money on this movie. Oh my god, yeah, absolutely. Um, it's funny enough, domestically, the original grossed more in 1991 than this one did in 2015, uh, by like I think like almost 15 million, almost. So it's one of Catherine Bigelow's highest-grossing films. Yeah, is it higher-grossing than Hurt Locker? Do we know? I think so. It was her highest-grossing film until Zero Dark Thirty. Did Hurt Locker? Was, I don't even think Hurt Locker was wide release, was it? Uh, that's a good question. I'm not sure. I think it was limited, but, you know. Um, all right. So does anybody else have anything that we haven't touched on? I feel like we've covered a lot for a movie that really- The rock climbing scene. You talk, I, I threw it to you for that. Did you have more to say about that? Yeah. No, the, the rock climbing scene, uh, we haven't really talked about how bad that was. It was so ridiculously over the top. I mean, um, I think it definitely has to do with the fact that, you know, free solo is a thing. And so, uh, we all know how that kind of rock climbing goes. Um, but the fact that there, there's just like jumping and grabbing with like one hand it was like it was very unbelievable it's like the one where he sticks his one finger in a hole in between the rocks and holds himself yeah yeah the yeah the whole thing yeah it was very you know the uh, the stunts were cool for the most part for the well for the other parts but not this one it was that was the, so ridiculous yeah, that one was bad unbelievable uh and very bad so i think also... yeah oh yeah go ahead everyone else it also doesn't make a lot of sense what's going on in that rock climbing scene because they've already made it clear that they don't have any sort of extradition treaties with Venezuela. So he has no jurisdiction to arrest anybody. Yeah. So when he just, run, he just runs yeah, up on him, Bodhi starts climbing and then the other guy starts climbing too. And I'm like, dude, you should just stay on the bottom. This yeah. guy cannot arrest you. He like, probably, he, he probably wouldn't even if he could, like he loves you guys. <laughs> so. Yeah. He just wants you to, I don't even know. Just extradite ex- yourself. Yeah. Turn yourself. Into, <laughs> just accept um, me for who I like, am. Hey, I'm an FBI agent, and I really care about you, man. Can you just just turn yourself in? Yeah. It's like, can you have somebody? Else, can you have one of your guys come pick you up in the chopper? It's like we can't. You got all of the other guys killed. <laughs> it's like, oh, right. Oh, speaking of, shout out to that guy though. By the way, who it's, he's like, he's tired of doing the rock climbing, so he just gives up. <laughs> he just gives soon. up. Oh yeah. Zach, you had something to say about that. Oh, no, this is about a totally different subject. We're not not on the rock climbing anymore? We can end rock climbing. Okay, cool. Go ahead, Zach. What do you got for us? One of my final thoughts is that um, the film Hot Fuzz, directed by Edgar Wright, um, excellent film. 
that does the shooting in the air scene yeah. much better. It has a better understanding of the scene in the original Point Break than the 2015 version. Completely and agree. It's true. That Hot Fuzz is a great movie. Coronado trilogy. If you haven't seen it, go see it. All three of them. Um, I had one other thing yeah, I wanted keep, to bring up. Keep and going. Let's is, do it. This is a little bit exclude this might exclude Cameron a little bit but I'm gonna read some <laughs> stuff out so he can participate I just want to ask like what's your favorite line from the original point break oh my god I've written some of them down let's let's hear them <laughs> I, I, I might need some help off yeah all right so we got the when can't when Johnny Utah is being asked like is he healthy you know you don't smoke don't do anything he says sir I take the skin off chicken mm-hmm. great one great one yep, that's a good one there's there's the line where the police police officer get ready to bleep me i don't know if you do bleeps on this one but when he says when or when the fbi or johnny utah's boss says to him you're a real we got a real blue flame special over here young dumb and full of cum john c mcginley is so good in that role he is amazing in that role another john c mcginley line is when he's yelling at johnny utah and pappas later and yeah. he just starts at a seven and then goes up to a 15 when he's like yeah i don't like the surfboard and i don't like your approach to this case and yeah i don't like you <laughs> <laughs> they're so crazy so many lines in this movie that's just like why would you say this to another person <laughs> um there's the line when uh johnny utah is trying to get pappas mad and he's like, you've worked here a long time, right? And, he, and Pap's like, yeah, I've been here for 20 years. LA has changed so much. The air got dirty and the sex got clean. And then he laughs. <laughs> and then Keanu Reeves just like cuts him off completely. <laughs> and then, of course, one of my favorite lines is, I know you want me so bad. It's like acid in your mouth. Yep. So many good ones. Yeah, I don't, I'm trying to think back to the. I mean, the chicken line killed me when I first heard that. I was like, "What?" <laughs> like it just threw. It just totally caught me off guard. But I don't know. Like everything that, like the the kind of like a the original four that they think it is in the original oh one, the one all that, the crap yeah the one that, like Anthony Kiedis is part of the one that Tom the, the one that, that Tom say, Sizemore infiltrated yeah. yeah he's yeah he's already there. All the crap that they say is just absolutely hilarious. Like it just makes zero sense. Back off, War Child. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh it reminded me of uh, that scene in uh, at the Spawn Ranch in uh, in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood when they all have the, the nicknames. Oh. I like when those guys have just beat up Johnny and then Bodie saves him and like Johnny's yeah. like, "Who are those guys?" and Bodie's just like, "Nazis." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh. no explanation no they don't they don't dive into that um <laughs> i have two that i like that we haven't mentioned yet um the final confrontation uh with bodie and johnny you walk away i walk away that's beautiful johnny <laughs> just like <laughs> it encompasses their relationship so well um and then uh i also like uh when i think it was roach is dying in the plane um he's like what the fuck you looking at <laughs> as he's just bleeding out and he goes i'll see you in hell johnny and they toss him out of the plane <laughs> oh man that movie's so great they should have it being r-rated made it so perfect um zach said something that perfectly encapsulates my feelings about the original point break screenplay which is i never want to meet the person who wrote this screenplay <laughs> yeah that's true <laughs> I the person who th- could think these things 
probably sucks. That's probably a good point. <laughs> yeah, my favorite my favorite line is the young, dumb, and full of yeah. puns or stuff. <laughs> um, I, I loved it so much. I Googled like shirts of it and there are like t-shirts you can get on <laughs> on Amazon. And it, you know what? That'd be that'd be fun to wear in public one day, you know? So many men who have that like I like was reading and reviews and stuff of people just saying so many men who have that phrase as their like dating profile bio. Oh God. <laughs> uh, um, so the writers for the original Rick King was on story and W Peter Illiff was on story and screenplay. Shout out to you guys. I uh, did read that James Cameron and Catherine Bigelow did a lot of rewrites uh, to it, but it, they didn't get credited because of like WGA regulations oh okay but i so i don't know i don't know who who came with up, up with all these lines but well, they're classics very yeah. one of the most quotable movies of the 90s for sure um but yeah unless anybody has anything else i think we spent enough time talking about 2015 point break it's um, actually point break 2015 whatever it's fine <laughs> i would like to yell at hbo max for having the original point break and making me pay to watch the remake <laughs> yeah, yeah i was very upset about that i had to pay four dollars to rent this one when i could just watch the original for nothing mm-hmm. that's not, the biggest crime it's not right shame on you hbo you know we're not we're not big fans of yours right now anyway so shame on you um with that said that is point break uh we're gonna go through and let's see if we get, can get some refunds for this one so the ticket price annual average in 2015 was about 850. So 850 is on the table here. And Casey, we'll go with you since you picked the movie. Would you like a refund? And if so, how much of your refund would you like? Oh. Hmm. Seven dollars. Seven. Seven. Okay. What is the 150 that is salvageable enough for you to keep it? Oh. I appreciate the dedication to filming on location. That's it's a fair point. So they should have they should have used that money for a better film on location, probably. Then yeah. Uh, what about you, Zach? Would you want a refund on this one? I would, and I would use that refund to go watch Star Wars: The Force Awakens another time. <laughs> it's fair. We'll allow it. Um, Joel, what about you? You want a refund on this one? I actually, I think I'm going to go Casey's route and do $7 for a very similar reason. I was thinking originally a full refund, but kind of like Cameron, how he kept saying, or Zach kept saying like, oh, like, I think this kind of like attracted to like the, the extreme sports bros type thing. Like, I think had I seen this in theaters, I at least would have taken something from that, you know, like getting to see these stunts done on the big screen. So I'll do $7. Cameron, what about you? Yeah. So, so actually I had this whole thing planned out where, I was going to request 69 cents that way for the rest of the season or the rest of the show. I would never ask for a refund again. That way I could be, you know, 69, 69, but this movie is that bad. Um, that I'm going to not do that. Uh, and I'm going to ask for my entire eight fifty back. Um, I hated myself after watching this movie. If I, if I'm going to be honest <laughs> with you, um, I, I hated <laughs> this is how I spent the last hour and 45 minutes uh, of my life. Um, there was nothing redeeming. Yeah. Like you said, you could say stunts, but again, I'm not going to consider those redeeming because I could go on YouTube and watch them for free and they would be real and it would be 
um, a lot less time. Um, so I think They'd Warner Brothers. What? But they wouldn't be green, color graded green. Well, I you could, you could just rip the video. I was gonna say I'll internet. rip the video, put it on you know in Resolve DaVinci or whatever, and just throw a green thing a on lot. top of it. I, yeah, a lot, yeah, whatever it's called. Okay. Anyhow, Warner Brothers should have taken this movie. I I don't understand how Warner Brothers, honestly, they should have just swallowed the whatever budget was and never let this movie see the light of day. Um, this movie was atrocious. I hate it. I hate it. I I hate this movie. I want all my money back. Yeah, I'm uh I'm with Cameron. I think full funding back eight fifty. I would take that and just watch the original as much as I could. I could probably get a I could probably get a DVD of the original for about eight fifty. So I'm I'm pretty okay with that. And so, see, like that's the thing about you, like me, you, like I'm the only one who hasn't seen this movie and can't compare it to the original, right? So I'm not even comparing it to the original, <laughs> and it still is a terrible, terrible, yeah. terrible movie. Well, yeah, thought, and, that's why and, I thought it was good that you hadn't seen the original because it was a good take on that. Had I and I and that was kind of why I watched the the new one first because i was like okay that'll kind of give us a good mix so like we'll have those that have seen the original then saw this me having seen the new one then the original and then cameron who's never seen the original you know so i think it was i think we had a really good mix here i agree all right so those are our refund totals uh we have two more things we want to do before we wrap up here First off, we have our movie recommendation segment. We we watch a lot of bad movies, and this is certainly one of them. So we're going to give our audience some good movies to watch. Zach and Casey, if you guys want to think up one while the three of us go over theirs, we'd love we'd love to hear your recommendations as well. But we'll go first. Well, you go first while Cameron checks his letterbox. I am going to pick a good extreme sports movie, something that you can watch for free on you Disney Plus. Oh my god, 1998's Brink. Oh. <laughs> You almost you think went, I was gonna pick. Did you think I was gonna pick uh, motocross? No, you almost went where I'm going though. Oh, <laughs> no, I'm picking Brink, 1998 Disney Channel original movie. Well, I'll just follow up then. I will pick another extreme movie, extreme sports movie, another oh one on Disney Plus. Oh my god, wait! I'm gonna go gonna with say. an extremely goofy movie. Yes. <laughs> oh man, I already know my friend Blake who who listens to the show. He is gonna love both of those recommendations. I mean. I could have also I gone mean, with who wouldn't. I could have gone with the television rocket power movie where they go to New Zealand. I thought about oh, that one as my well. God, that was so good when they do the dirt boarding. Oh yeah, that uh, rocket power, great, sh- great. Show. We could pick also Johnny Tsunami. We could. I thought you were going to say Johnny Tsunami. <laughs> that would be hilarious. Yeah, we picked some good ones. Cam, you got yours ready? All right. This week I'm going to recommend a movie called A Ghost Story. Now this is one of the 24 movies ever made. And um, it is an excellent movie with Casey Affleck and Rooney Mara. Uh, it's filmed entirely in 4-3. Um, it's a very uh, introspective film. Not, it's not for everyone. But if you like the movies that I like, you're going to like this one. Damn, I can't believe nobody's going to like this movie. It wasn't very extreme of you. Yeah, what the hell? <laughs> it's about ghosts. It's pretty extreme. Oh, it's, not, extreme. it's not extreme it? though <laughs> well rooney para rooney, rooney oh. oh no Mara. it's all right but you're doing great rooney Mara. you're doing great uh, there's a eight minute scene of her eating a pie just eight minutes straight 
One that's shot. That's why Cameron likes this movie. That's weird. <laughs> I, now I now I kind of want to check it out. I want to see how they shot that. <laughs> it's um, it's just one shot. It's very good. Is it a slice of pie or the whole pie? No, she's eating the whole pie out of the tin. How Have many you seen t- it, Casey? What? Have you seen it? No, but I've heard of that scene oh, yeah. where she just sits on the ground and eats a pie for like what is like ten straight minutes. Yeah. She'd never eaten a she'd never eaten a pie before. Did you know that? That Runa Rooney Mara had never had pie before. I didn't I did read that. That's, yeah. that's interesting. She's very rich. And yeah, she's super rich. Rich people don't have eat pie. Yeah. They fancy <laughs> that's desserts. That's why I eat lots of pie. <laughs> um Zach, do you have a movie recommendation? I do, I do. Um, currently streaming on HBO Max is 1994's Speed, starring Keanu Reeves hey, and Sandra nice. Bullock. Love it. Love it. It is my favorite action film. Um, I've decided this recently after rewatching it again. It is perfect in tension. It's perfect in execution. The action still holds up after more than 25 years. Um, still very gripping. Got an all-star cast with yeah. um supporting actors including Jeff Daniels as well as Cameron from Ferris Bueller and Dennis Hopper. Cameron from Ferris Bueller. Yes, that's what he's that. credited as on IMDb. Uh, it's Alan Ruck, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Um, be careful, don't bring up Ferris Bueller right here. Some people get triggered. <laughs> Some people don't like it. Yeah. Um, but that is that is the quintessential 90s action movie. That's a good so, one. It's a nice follow-up to the original Point Break. You can watch those back-to-back for Keanu. Yes. Um, and then Casey, why don't you take us home with your recommendation? Well, part of me wants to just recommend like the original Point Break, but you can, you can do that. It's totally I, okay. I would, but I think what I'm going to recommend instead is the movie Hot Fuzz. Oh, okay, yes. yeah. I think that's it's actually one of my favorite movies. It's one of the only movies that I can like watch over and over again and never get tired of. It's just so funny. I think it understands action movies completely. Um, it's paying tribute to so many different movies all at once while still managing to be its own unique thing, which I think is amazing. It's also just super funny. And yeah, it like Zach said earlier, it understands the point break. Or I think it was Zach, <laughs> whoever said this, it understands the point break shooting the sky scene way better than the point break 2015 ever could. For sure. Yeah. All right. So those are some fun recommendations for all of you listening at home. Um, but we have another bad movie that we need to touch on. And this week is my choice. So as many of you know, HBO Max, and we talked about it on the Celluloid Jam show when we went and visited about a couple of weeks ago. You should all check them out on, uh, check out our episode and all their other episodes. But one of the things we talked about was HBO Max's plan to bring movies to their streaming service free of charge. And the most recent one that they did that with is Godzilla versus Kong. For those of us that have seen Godzilla versus Kong, it's a pretty good movie. I wouldn't say that it has a place on the I'd Like a Refund podcast. That doesn't mean that Godzilla or Kong don't have other movies that could have a place on our podcast. And that is where we're going to go this week. Uh, I think Joelle thinks I'm going to pick a certain movie, but I'm going to go another way. I am going to go with the 1998 Matthew Broderick starring Godzilla. That's the only Godzilla movie I've ever seen. <laughs> it is the only Godzilla movie I've ever seen. Well, I can't wait to have to watch it again. <laughs> Dude, I like the design of that Godzilla. Oh my God. Oh, I can't wait to talk about this. It's going to be a fun time. Cameron, how do you feel about that? When you started talking about Godzilla, 
and Kong. I knew that was the one we were gonna watch. Did you? Well, I, I mm-hmm. thought Ryan thought I was gonna. Or he or Ryan thought I thought. Which you're right. You were gonna pick 2005 because I love that movie. It's 2005. Yeah, King you, Kong. you that that I I debated between the two of them. The reason I picked Godzilla. What's the 2005 one? The Peter Jackson Kong. The Peter Jackson one. You don't like that movie? Well, the I I like the first two hours of that movie. I don't like the third oh. act. You don't like everything. Once I thought you were talking. No, when you yeah. said Godzilla Kong, I knew for a fact you were doing Matthew Matthew. It's, the, it's the right call. Um, I also didn't pick Peter Jackson's Kong because I don't want to spend three hours watching that movie. How dare you? I'll watch that movie right now. <laughs> All right, do it. Um, so yeah, that is going to be our next episode coming out next week. And then we've got a couple more fun surprises coming up, including Zach and Casey coming back. Yes. shortly hereafter because zach you will pick our next movie and we'll wait till next week to reveal that to everybody um but thank you both so much for joining us this time around um where can everybody find you what do you guys got going on yeah tell us a little bit about your show too uh yeah so zach and i host a podcast called celluloid jam aka 2020 the worst year in movies we started it during the pandemic because we noticed a lot of questionable films were coming out in 2020 not all of them are bad we talk about good movies too but we mostly stick to movies that came out in the year 2020 uh we you can find us on instagram uh at sell is it's what is our instagram name oh Pause you're just like one Ryan. quick yeah. i'm not the only one that messes up the, <laughs> I'm the real quick. okay so you can find us on instagram at celluloid jam underscore the podcast our podcast is available on apple co- app yeah our podcast is available on apple podcasts and spotify so you can listen there uh so yeah check out our instagram we've been on a bit of a hiatus recently but we're going to be coming back swinging for the oscars soon so stay tuned for that awesome all right so that'll wrap up our point break 2015 episode you can find us, as always, at RefundPod on all your social media platforms, as well as all of your podcasting platforms. You can listen to the I'd Like a Refund podcast, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, anywhere that you listen. Thank you all so much for joining us, and we will see you next time.